This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Don't worry, you've not slept in and missed a few days. It is Sunday and not Thursday night, but uh, following yesterday's, I don't know how to, what phrase to use here, game, result, performance, shenanigans, whatever, we thought we'd do a very special uh, podcast as usual, just to sort of talk about yesterday's game and just sort of uh, reflect on all things Mansfield Town FC ahead of five even bigger than big uh, games now. No Cam with us uh, this afternoon on this Sunday afternoon, but we have got uh, Nathan and Simon as well. Um, we'll start with that in a second. As always, get involved with the comments. We really want you to get involved as per usual. Um, but before we start, let's say, uh, let's be the first to congratulate the Mansfield Town B team on winning the Checker Trade <laughs> Trophy just moments ago. Congratulations to the likes of uh, Matt Green, Matt Reed, Luke Waterfall, and even that bloke, Ollie Palmer, as well. We'll uh, congratulate them. Let's hope that that success is enough yeah. uh, to, for, for us to maybe, uh, for them to fall down and us to maybe sneak into the playoffs. But after yesterday, well, it could be an even tougher task. I don't know where to start. I mean, I'm <laughs> going to make an apology shortly about uh, the snap poll which we put on last night because I think uh, anger does a, a lot for that. But Simon, let's start with your thoughts on yesterday. Oh. Of all the scenarios that we thought about going into the game, being 4-1 down after half an hour wasn't one that I thought of. No, neither did I. But um, every time crew went forward yesterday, it, it was just like, oh no. You know, your heart was in your mouth and it was... You know, they're going to score again here. Um, defending was shocking. Um, but all in all, from first half to second half, it was like night and day, weren't it? it you know, we went, we, we did first half, which were like, you know, we couldn't play the worst, you know, if, if we had, you know, 10 men. <laughs> I think we could have tried to but, score in our own net and we couldn't have played worse yeah <laughs> at, at times I think I, I don't think we'd have scored in that first half if crew would have gone off to be <laughs> honest um, but then in second half it, it seemed to be like a completely different team McDonald got into the game a lot more in the second half than he did in the first I thought he was awful but he weren't that great all 90 minutes but he were better in the second than he was in the first Kane Emmings put a real good shift in and I thought he was our man of the match to be honest 
Yeah, yeah. you guys thought. He, he did put a, a performance in, didn't he, and, and have a go at that. I mean, we are on a, a Sunday, so I did forget at the very top of the show because I didn't have my notes for me to do the uh, the oddballs because we are going to treat this like a, a normal podcast. So we'll, we'll start with that and then we'll go back to uh, <laughs> talk about yesterday and give Nathan a second to, to breathe and get his thoughts That's before fine. he starts punching holes in walls. I'm ready for it. Um, oddballs, uh, obviously we're playing Stevenage uh, on Tuesday night. It's all about uh, the Stank Stevenage connection. So uh, we want to know uh, the following. I've got four players for you, um, one of which is the oddball, and I want to know uh, which one it is. Chris Beardsley, Michael Bruff, Luke Jones and Gavin Hurdock. All four have a Mansfield and Stevenage connection, but who is the oddball? Any ideas, Nate? I don't even listen anymore, because I'm not going to know. You've, you've, no you've, just given up, you've just given up on all hope, so that it all wraps on your shoulders inside. Any ideas? Great. Uh, none at all. None at all. Okay, I'll reveal the answer at the end of uh, the show. Uh, let us know if you think you know the oddball <coughs> in that lineup. Yeah, I've got a Stags and Stevenage uh, connection. That's all I'm going to say on that one. Let's come back to yesterday then, Nathan. As I said to Simon, being fallen down after half an hour wasn't in any scenarios that I'd thought of. Um, is it something that you sensed coming or, or not? No, I actually put before the game, which I don't normally put, I thought I was quite optimistic. I actually thought this was going to be the point where, you know, I thought the players would take a lot out of the two games beforehand, you know, the Luton and the Accrington games, where we played relatively well, and I thought they would come out with a bit of confidence, but it was anything but that, wasn't it, really? I mean, defensively, absolutely. I don't think we've ever been that bad this season, for that half, anyway. It was absolutely shocking. Uh, they looked like uh, crew looked like they were going to score every time they went forward. And to be honest, Logan made a couple of good saves as well, so it could have been more. So it was it was unbelievable, uh, to be honest. And um, I felt that the team selection was wrong. I'm not going to shy away from that, but then I'm going to often credit as well. I do think his substitutions were right. I think it changed the game. I mean, it had to. They couldn't carry on like they had been going, but. Um, Pierce coming on at the time, I didn't, I wasn't sure about the substitution, but in reflection, it probably was the right, uh, was right change to make. And then obviously the two changes at half time with Miller and Rose. I mean, obviously Rose probably wasn't going to be fit enough to start anyway, so that's fine. He didn't start, but Miller, how he wasn't on that. I, I'm going to keep going on about it until it, something happens because we said it for the last. Well, I've said it for the last three games. He should be starting in front of Angle, and I know Angle got his goal, but apart from that, he offered nothing. And he was very lucky to get the goal uh, as well, obviously, just sort of got it on the rebound. Let's quickly go through a few of the comments. Uh, as always, we want you to get involved uh, with the show for the fans, by the fans uh, today. Lots of comments already coming in. Uh, Callum says 5pm-ish. Yeah, we're always going to stick yep. to the ish. Uh, Cam says, uh, hi guys, obviously he's ditched us today. He's gone, instead of going Mansfield matters and, and, and following the game of football, he's gone... Uh, for a little sport called ice hockey, no idea what that is. What is that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What a pucking idiot. <laughs> oh, well, that's, hey, steady. I know, I know. Steady. I said puck. Uh, Craig, I in relation puck. To, <laughs> Craig in relation to yesterday says that shambolic end of. Peter says good afternoon. Craig uh, also says Xander Diamond, wow. Uh, Sean says can we keep Hemmings? Richard says with five games to go, you'd expect the Stags to win them looking at the league positions. Said dot, that. Dot, dot, yeah, we've said that. <laughs> Um, Roger says afternoon Mandy says hi guys we've not had the best results but with five games to go we can still get in the playoffs not fair for Flitcroft to get the blame the players wear the amber and blue shirt they signed to play for the club and not the manager Uh, Chris says bar for the manager there's one man to blame for the first half and that's Mellis Xander White Hunt we're all covering for him Crew saw that and uh, 
and that's how we let in four goals. Roger says, got to play Rose Miller and Hemmings for the rest of the season. And Callum says, only three players I was happy with yesterday uh, was Miller, Rose and Logan. Them three were the only three holding us together. Agree with those comments so far, Simon? Who were the three? Sorry. Throw Hemmings into that, I think, as well. Callum says Miller, Rose and Logan I are his three. Yes. Uh, but I would like Nathan said I would add Hemmings to that as well because like we said he, he put a real good shift in yesterday and he was he played really well and I would actually put in CJ as well because I thought he had a really good game as well fully deserving of the goal which he, which he scored as well um, Kane Hemmings yeah followed the ball in CJ followed the ball in and did well in that now um, before we go any further I want to make a little bit of an apology and I feel like I shouldn't have to but I kind of want to anyway because one thing I've always not done or, or I try not to do is do things like this directly after a game. It would have been so easy for us four and us three to meet up yesterday and sort of sit down and do this but can you imagine how much anger and how much <laughs> vile and how much emotion would have been in that? I mean even today I think we're still a little bit reserved at, at th- what we're saying I think what's, what's made it different was that Rose and Miller came on and Miller put himself about a bit and the way we got back to 4-3 we didn't have that second half no. I mean we decided yeah, to do the, it would have been chaos let's just it? clarify we decided to do this at half time at 4-1 down yes we did so it's, it, it, it could have been a different story with the, with the way the, the second half unfolded but the point I was trying to uh, trying to make is after the game obviously we always do the snap poll on, on this podcast to try and judge people's reaction and when I posted about doing this podcast I put as the snap poll should Flickcroft go or should Flickcroft stay and it caused a little bit of controversy I mean it's surprising the results are very very tight and we're going to look at those later on but I just want to clarify why I did it I wanted to judge what people's reactions were having, having seen that first half and having you know reflected on that game I wanted to see what people's reactions were in terms of us trying to go forward uh, not just in the near future but in the long term future as well and I just wanted to gauge whether after seven games um, the appointment was the wrong one to make is it now on him is it still a little bit on Evans should he have you know got his stamp made on the game Yeah. Or should he got his maybe stamp in the dressing room or not and I wanted to Judge's reaction on that, which is the reason for the snap poll. It's, it was not a vindictive, right? We've lost a game. I want the manager to go. Mm. Oh, that, that's where I wanted to. Think just it's, get a, it's a poll. Though. Like, I'm honest, I'm, we haven't discussed this between us. As a no, group. this is the first time we're yeah, doing it. Yeah, yeah. And and from my point of view, I don't think like you actually need to apologise because all it is is that like, everybody came out of that stadium probably having the same discussion. So all it is is it's a poll to to see, like you say, what people really feel about it and. So, so it's not you saying what you think it's asking for other people's opinions so I don't think I'd apologise anyway to be honest but I just didn't want it to come across as Mansfield matters being all negative because I think we're the polar opposites of that I think we try and be a positive and as supportive of the club as, as we can I just yeah. didn't want it to come across as us being you know I shooting think, everybody down so. I think with the poll it, it, it's 50-50 really because I see it as though yeah after seven games Flickcroft should get his point across to the players. However, they're not his players. They're Steve Evans's players. So it, it's one of those, you know, you know, it, it's 
if the players don't want to play for Mansfield, they should just go. I looked, I looked at it this way. I mean, and this is what I wrote in my blog earlier on today. If you want to see that, get on the website mtfcmatters.co.uk. Um, this is for me. After yes, I got caught up in the emotion a little bit, and I backed him, and I will always back him, and I'll always back whoever is manager. If you want proof of that, I backed David Holdsworth for God knows how many years, and I hated the man. Um, so there's that, but. I'll always back whoever's the manager. That's that's never going to be in question. But I wouldn't have been disappointed at five o'clock yesterday if there was a statement released saying he, he was gone. Because as we've all as we're, we're all in agreement, even so many people are in the comments, it's oh, just the first half was so unacceptable mm-hmm. and probably for me one of the worst performances I've seen in a decade. But would that not be worrying if at five o'clock yesterday they announced that he'd gone? And then we've got to have somebody else in to get their point across, and we haven't got that time to get into a playoff. So, you know, that's the argument, isn't it? This is, that's, this is, that's, that's what's yeah. been winding me up because we, I, I know it's the wrong thing to do, but there's a bit of me which is thinking we should never, we should have waited until the summer to appoint him. We should have, we should have waited, and we should have. I don't want to compare us to Man United, but it's the similar situation because you've got a loud Scotsman who has got this reputation and then suddenly goes. And then it's how do you follow that? And we should have had that period of we'll put we'll put a rookie yeah. in and see what happens rather than. Do you think there was a go, series of panicking? Yeah, I, you know, they, I do. You do. Think they panicked and just got the like. I just think not the, the next best person stop. in, but just somebody that wanted to come in and. Well, they said they said they had a plan B, and they said they were planning for something like this happening, which is fair enough, and you, you've got to give them credit. But it was done very, very quickly, very mm. quickly within two days. The, the, the thing is, like, we, you can look at it either way because they could have not appointed Flitcroft, and they could have put Dempster in, which I'll come on to later. But what I think should happen now, but. Um, they could have done that and the same result could have happened and then they'd have been criticised for not making a move to get in a you know a more experienced manager so it's catch 22 isn't it yeah. they, they, no matter what situation they found themselves in with that they probably couldn't win mm. but now I feel like I know I guess it's only has it been 7 games now is it 8 I've 7, seven, I think, seven. Isn't it? So it's 7 games which technically isn't a lot but it's such a crucial time of the season and we've gone from one team to the complete opposite. Like, you know, the, the, the performance has changed so much. And, well, more importantly, the results have changed so much. Um, I personally feel, and I'm just going to put it out there, I, I put it yesterday and it wasn't just my emotions because I've slept on it, thought about it, and I still feel the same. If we leave Tuesday night, I think he has to go. And I, I give it question, Yeah, That was the, the, the point that was going to come on towards the end of the show. Mm. For me... I've done exactly the same view. I've slept on it, not with you. Let's yeah, put it on. Yeah, yeah. We have. We have this is the first time we've seen each other since Thursday. Yeah, we're we're quite close. Five boys, like, keep clean. Keep clean. <laughs> um, but I've slept on it and, and thought exactly the same thing. The, and we'll disc- and this leads on to so many more talking points, which we'll go on to. But there seems to be such a lack of confidence in the dressing room. I don't think he's got the dressing room with him. Mm. And if, for the sake of our future, for the sake of those players and for our ambitions if Tuesday we lose I would be in the same boat and be inclined to if I were John and Carolyn hold my hands up and say well, do you yeah. know what I think we might have rushed this no one's going to blame working. them let's, let's, tr- let's go and look yeah. at this again mm. I mean, we, we know John and Carolyn have got 
you know the club in the, in the heart you know they, no one's going to blame them but they, they they can and will make mistakes and but for whatever reason it, this may just it just may not work out and I just feel like like I say if we lose Tuesday night it's like we've got nothing to lose then because we could be we could be five points off it well no because Coventry aren't playing but you know Swindon could go over but, but effectively, effectively but with the game in effectively, hand that, yeah. that being the game in hand I yeah. agree yeah so it could you know it, it could be you know playoffs are I mean they're slipping away as it is and um, I just feel like bringing in like I say I think Denster or somebody who's already around the club um, just to try and just pull to it lift back. the players because I, I get what people are saying as in you can't just blame Flick Cross because I guess the players do have to take some responsibility because they are the ones going out on the pitch and and playing the game. But I don't see, I, I don't buy that these players who have who have promotion players for other clubs, they clearly have the ability and they clearly have the quality. I don't know how they can go from playing so well for us just a few months ago to then not playing well at all. And whether there's a problem in the dressing room, whether the tactics are wrong, whether they're not getting motivated enough, there's something there that's not right and that's why I think it something may have to change let's have a look through some more of the comments and we'll come on to that dressing room issue very very shortly indeed and one thing which concerns me about that was the substitution of Xander Diamond Chris says uh, McDonald was the only one that tried to hold things together in the first half however lots of conflicting comments Shelley says Macca needs dropping he's done nothing bag packed for Peterborough um, Roger says Hemmings missed a chance in the second half passed the ball back into the going uh, for goal when the keeper was off his line that was when we were talking about uh, the three players that we'd um, pick as our strong ones Paul says no excuse for that first half do the players actually want to play with him uh, Alex says Macra has been shocking since commentary think Evans is uh, has tapped him up Chris says you were right to do the poll there are more fans saying Flickcroft should go than you think after seven games he's nowhere near put his mark on the squad uh, Shelley's put Macca for Lincoln City uh, Roger says Danny Rose unlucky uh, ball hit the bar um, mm. Callum says of course you were right to do the poll what was Everyone else thinking about after the game on social me on the social media pages after. Craig says Alex Iniesta McDonald drop him. Uh, Paul says agreeing with you, Nath. Get Dempster and Maguire in charge. Uh, Johnny says sack the two hat and I'm being kind to have a go at uh, and I'm being kind had a go at him yesterday and he just smiled at me. For, um, sorry for swearing, but sack the two hat. I'm not obviously said what yeah. he probably said, but you can judge. Um, Chris says forget. Th- um, forget they're not his players he's had time to sort it out it's not just yesterday's game remember Forest Green and other games we've not played mm. well um, Mandy says that's a good point if we get sacked and they try and bring a new one in uh, who will get the blame if we don't get the playoffs the temporary manager uh, again it comes down to the players not working together Craig says walked off at half time grinning and laughing what do they expect after the shambolic first half obviously talked about uh, Flickcroft there Roger says they'll probably win Tuesday um, Johnny says at the minute second most hated behind Carlton Palmer that's strong yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few more before that <laughs> well uh, yeah David Olds was top of the list uh, anyway <laughs> was that, that's, sorry that's just me personally isn't it yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Paul says wonder if John Radford has made a, a rash decision and Johnny says I'm assuming he knows uh, that he that it was the wrong appointment let's touch upon the players issue then because whilst we sit here and we talk about tactics and we talk about um, f- uh, squad selections and things like that at the end of the day a manager's job is done when the players walk over that white line mm. and there's plenty of people have been saying in the comments and as we've said as well it's the players who 
when it comes down to the crunch, have the ability to make a difference. As you said, Nathan, they've gone from, you know, being cast iron, probably playoff favourites, to relegation fodder, really. Well, we've gone from challenging for the top three. Exactly. That's that's, that's uh, as simple as it was. With our form, uh, we was, I think, just before Adams left, we drew a couple, didn't we? But just before that, we were second in the form table. And we've gone from second in the form table to pretty much second bottom in the form table, yeah. last six. Exactly. So. Mm. And this is the thing, this, uh, I get... It's, it's hard because, like you said, and I said it myself earlier, when the players go out to the pitch, you know, it's, it's, it's their job, but the manager has such an influence on what happens on that pitch because he, he tells them how to play. He tells them what positions they need to be in, what sort of, what sort of tactics to, to take on. And like, like we said before, Evans was a motivator and he can motivate the players. And he doesn't do that. He's, he's, he's far from it. And... I, is it because he's, of he's inherited a great squad? This is what annoys me. A superb squad. Is um, it to do with his but, style though? Because you've got Evans, who is a bull in a china shop, and will rant and rave for ninety minutes and swear and, and shout and whatever, and, and, and bellow and bicker. And then you've got Flickcroft, who's a tactical, methodical thinker, who's clearly had success where he's been uh, before. But hmm. that changing style—it's like maybe going from drinking, you know, coffee to tea. It's, there's, a, there's a there's a difference and. There's a noticeable difference. Do you, do you know where I'm going with that? Yeah. I can't remember you just said drinking coffee. Who I, mean, I mean, I know, I know. We've, We've all got tea. It's, it's oh, fine. Yeah, so it's fine. Um, I'll make you coffee Thursday, don't worry. No, I'm all right, thanks. <laughs> um, it is. It is different, and obviously the play is sort of... It's a lot for them to adjust to, isn't it? But, but like I say, it's just the fact that he's still inherited a fantastic squad. And you say he's had success before, but... It's still a concern at the time, and it's still a concern for me now. How relieved Swindon were to to actually get rid of him, and they had a decent squad there. Yes, we've got money problems, but they had a decent squad, and he didn't get them playing how they should have been playing, and they wanted him gone. Bury wanted him gone in the end, so it just—I don't think his track record is actually that great. And that's my that's my th- personal opinion. I think that's every club though, because at the end of Paul Cox's term, everybody wanted him to go. True. You know, so it's just everybody. Every manager that's coming to Mansfield, football fans always remember the negatives and not yeah. the positives. That's, every the, that's fo- the issue. Yeah, every football, every manager that's coming to Mansfield Town, we've been like, why we got him? Why we got him? You know, we wanted somebody, we wanted somebody experienced. Then we got Steve Evans, and it, and then again, it were like, it just didn't like why, him. why we got him? <laughs> why we got him? Yes, yeah. and you know. And like you say, like Craig says, his, his tactics were like bull in the china shop. Mm. And I think now what David Flickcroft's trying to do is trying to make it the players. Like, we didn't have a captain when Steve Evans was there. Steve Evans was the captain and he was shouting and bellowing and giving out orders on the pitch where now David's in. It's the captain's job to be the leader. And I think because we've had that long without somebody being a leader it's it's difficult let's have a look at some more of the comments and then we'll talk about uh, the leader in Xander Diamond um, Rick says yes the players let the manager down yesterday in the first half second half we should be playing like that for the full 90 minutes uh, Callum says Flickcroft didn't react to scoring yesterday he just stood there and watched them walk back to the, with their heads down looking at the ground Evans would have been on the pitch getting a telling off from the referee if he was there I think for the best, yes, he should go. But in reality, I don't think the Radfords will sack him. No. Uh, Roger says, can't understand why Miller didn't start. He's got the energy to uh, burn. He's got energy to burn and makes things happen. Uh, did Flickcroft drop the ball on that one? Um, and uh, 
Stephen says, got to love the roller coaster as well. Well, let's talk about Sunday. Uh, it's a joy to be the Town sport. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Football, don't you just love it some days? Um, fo- um, and Terry also says, yes, he's inherited a great squad, but they aren't playing that great. Uh, and Rick says, Miller to start definitely on Tuesday. Let's look at Xander Diamond, though, because I mentioned it earlier on. Is there issues within the dressing room? Because for me, he could have took any one of that back four off. And out of the four that he took off, I was like, why on earth have you just taken Xander Diamond off? Well, apparently we heard just in front of us um, that he was injured. Which would make sense. And I would, if that is the case, then I'll, I'll draw a line and that's that. And I think as he come off, he was he kind of like made a grimacing face as they were like, he'd, he'd a, a leg or something. And he, he were like, and then he like just kind of sat down and, that well, that was it basically. It was like he was injured, sort of thing. And but I guess that can mean you know we all watch football from different viewpoints in the in the ground. You watch it, you know, pretty much the distance that we are from here to the window to the dugout. Yeah. I watch it from up above on a certain top yeah. of the game. Nath, you watch it in the couple. Well, I'm blind anyway. You don't watch it. I watch it from nowhere. Really, you watch it from the. I was I'm gonna, right to the back. I was going to say you watch it from the press box and give the AD commentary yeah. a bit of a plug, but you've jumped the gun, so you can. You yeah, can no, no, that's, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I had to get it in there. Let's be honest. Well, well, no, it's great. Uh, so it's, it, I always, I, I love that. But the point is, you know, from where I was sat, Zander went off, ripped the captain's armband off, chucked it at Christian Pierce, and looked, um, for want of a better phrase, and I, excuse my French here, pissed off. Um, mm. You know, and but from if you're you, yeah, you're that's, sat that's, that far that's away, what, and saying, that's what we heard. Injured, we heard yeah, he was injured. Sort yeah, of thing. it's so difficult. Which begs the question: If he was injured, why is he starting anyway? Well, well, it's got a bit a whole of a niggle. Whole different ball game, isn't it? You know, why not start with Pierce anyway? And, and where yesterday was the main man? Where was Digby? Because if <laughs> if if Diamond was injured and struggling, then you start Pierce, and then you have another defender on the bench. Exactly. Where you know, so why was he in there in the first even, place? Even, that, that surprised me actually. That the players that were on the bench, because there was a few players. Where was Anderson? Yeah, well, that's another that's another thing I've got written down here. What, missing Anderson. Well, yeah. What has happened to Jimmy Spencer? Again, it's just players. Yeah. That bench actually really surprised me. Never mind the starting lineup. When I looked at the bench as well, I was thinking that's you really know. hard. I, I can you have the angle. I'm going to applaud the fact that we've started creating a link between the academy and uh, the first team because obviously that yeah. was missing under Evans, and mm. I, I did fear for the future of some young players. It's clear that Flickcross wants to implement that, but. If you've got, and I mean no disrespect to this, any of the kids who can come on the bench at this stage of the season, with two points out of the side of the playoffs, must win game. If you've got an inexperienced kid, or you've got a player who can come on and influence a game, which one, as you as a manager, do you put on the bench, Nate? It's a non-brainer, isn't it? It's obviously going to be a player that can influence a game any day. Yeah. So uh, that that says it all for me. And when I saw that, I was thinking, well, either we've got an injury crisis or there's something... There's something we're not being being told in. That's what made me initially question the dressing room rift. Hmm. From what you see and from what you hear and from what you read and you can judge upon, do you believe that he has control of that dressing room or is there a divide within it? I, th- I think there's something more to it in the dressing room than everybody lets on even though they come out on in the press conference and like Reese Bennett did the other week and said you know his ideas are really coming across to us we have standard really answer. good training any, any media yeah. officer you know, it's will like, train you to say that standard answer but it's like then why aren't it being shown on the football pitch 
Exactly. Well, you know, so... Like... Sorry, Sam. Go Sorry, go on. I was going to say a bit like Xander Diamond. He did the interview in the midweek, and out of all the players, I thought he sounded really up for it, didn't he? He was... You know, he gave a really good interview. So, again, whatever happened on Saturday, that, that was another surprising factor, I think. It certainly was. It's it's such a frustrating thing because the 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 worrying thing is, is, is as you said, Nate, to you know to go from one extreme to the other in terms of playing so well to playing so poor, and we're talking about here talking about the poor first half and the absolute fall apart. You can pin blame on anyone. You can pin it on Zandi. You can pin it on Hayden White. It's just a collective for me. Mm. It was so so easy. But then to go from that. To come out second half and play like we did and nearly take the game, you know, we hit the ball, we had a couple of saves, a couple of scrambled away, oh, a couple yeah. of near misses. That lob looked as well. Why, yeah. why did it take going 4 1 down for them to go, lads, we need to step this up here? Why do we need to go 4 1 down to start should playing? Should have been football? a 1 0 down, that should have. Yeah. Know, as soon as they got our first goal, they should have had that wake up call and thought, right, we've got to. We yeah, sort this out really, but they never did, did they? That no. first half. And I don't know about you guys, but every time that, like, crew scored it wasn't rushed back to the centre circle to try and make an impact on the game it was all just a saunter bike heads and then down, just heads, heads down yeah. yeah and then just kick off and then just pass it around a bit and then not not make that impact yeah. where you go we were 2-0 down within what 15 minutes and yeah. we just seemed to just wander back to the centre circle and just 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 pass it back and just knock it around as though we were 2 0 up. And it were like, come on, boys, we need to get back into this as soon as possible. Because if we don't, well, they're going to run away with it and we're going to be so far behind, we're not going to get back into it. it. It should have been drilled into them so much how big of a game that actually was. It didn't feel like they thought it was a big game, you know, as in our own players. To not react to when we were conceding like we was, you know, that. With with two points out of the playoffs, like it, the season, there's not many games left. They should have been that. Every game's a cup final now. Sounds yeah. like a cliche, isn't it? But it is. Yeah. It, it really is now because of the position we've ended up putting ourselves in. So it's, it's same on Tuesday night. If we go one 0 down, they they've got to do something. They've got to show a bit of passion and react to it, and and just not like yeah, you say, just not walk around as if it, it's nothing because it no. We, there's not long left it did seem like they, it's they set like an end of season game to me yeah. well, a, rubber, uh, a dead rubber yeah until half I mean, time yeah Shelley said to me she sat there she says you get the feeling that it's like just end of season and we're both going to finish like 11th and 12th and there's nothing to play for sort of thing yeah and I, I agreed with her I said yeah, well, like, yeah. It, it did feel like that at times but then like I say credit where credit's due the second half different team wasn't it like like I say the changes made a massive difference uh, Miller again if he doesn't start Tuesday night so I'm this literally going to cry it's a tragedy I mean we'll hear yeah. from Ricky Miller in, in a couple of minutes time as well it's a, it's a tragedy and we'll talk more about that in a second but let's uh, let, let's put ourselves through the, the pain of uh, listening to this let's hear the post-match thoughts of uh, a reflective David Flickcroft after that uh, 4-3 defeat at home to Crew 4-3 on paper Seems like a close encounter, but we all know it was a little bit different than that. The first half, uh, I can only apologise for the first half. doesn't represent any values that I have as a person. doesn't represent anything that I spoke about when I first came here to uh, the chairman, Carolyn, the directors, and uh, more importantly, the supporters who, you know, I've said before, we, it's, we're from a hard-working town. 
and um, pay good money to come and watch football. And that first half, you know, we've let them down. Uh, a lack of fight, a lack of spirit, um, you know, and the, the defensive uh, responsibility of the players and what they get paid to do is something that you should pride yourself on. And there was no pride in that first half performance. So my work will all be done in, in trying to understand why the players started as they did and carried that on for 30 minutes of the work. Um, you know, because that's where this game was absolutely lost. Uh, they did try and salvage something, and uh, and all credit to the players second half for for rallying round. But you shouldn't be rallying round not not against any team, but not against Crew. Um, you know, they're a team that uh, if you get on top of them like we showed second half, like the game plan was to really get on top of them and make them and dominate them and make them uh, make errors, then then you can really. Um, uh, infiltrate and score goals and, and, and you know, we've shown that second half but the first half showing uh, just shouldn't represent anything that football should be should be about and I said to the players after the game uh, you know you've you've let Mansfield Town down today you know and uh, the first half was a shameful a shameful performance and uh, from us all you know and uh, I've got to look at you know at, at how we uh the, t- the two the two different halves are just almost unexplainable how you can capitulate first half but then absolutely dominate a team second half and uh, you know that's what we've witnessed today David Flickcroft there speaking after the match at home to Crew stating the bleeding the obvious uh, about it's a game of two hours what what he didn't do there it was uh, he failed to say the words I'm sorry which I'm sure would have gone down a lot better I'm sorry I will make this better would have been uh, a much better coin of phrase if you want to uh, listen and watch that full interview it's on uh, ifollowmansfieldtown.net forward slash ifollow we were obviously all listening uh, to that Simon he stated the obvious uh, he knows that it was a bad first half a good second half a better improved second half but uh, it seems uh, and this is what which is frustrating again I don't want to be in any camp of Flickcroft in Flickcroft out but listening to that there was absolutely no passion in that whatsoever and I've watched the video as well and his, his face is no. so blank you know it, and other managers you know they'd come on and, and you know they'd, they'd be passionate and you'd see them visibly shaking again. biting yeah. the lip you'd hear it in the voice exactly There's nothing there it, it, it's as though like, it's like he's not bothered in some ways he obviously is He's got to be because it's his job on the line and he needs to be. But it just seems like that he's not interested. And like like he says to me, like well, like he says on the on the interview, you know, it's my job to address that and talk to the players and find out why they played like they do in the first half. But he also blatant, said that after Forest Green. It's yeah, blatantly yeah. obvious, you know, why why they played like that. They yeah. were shocking and they needed a rocket yeah. up the backside. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what frustrates me the most because thinking back that's isn't pretty much word for word what he said after Forest Green yeah. he had a week to do it and then we came out and was better we were better so it, what I can't make sense of this name it, it goes on about his values he says this in every interview I think and uh, I want to know what his values are because he, he says them about fighting for the shirt and stuff like that but we never actually see it in action do we so it's like he just says it because he it's installed in his head and these are the right things to say but he doesn't actually put anything into into practicality and that's what frustrates me about him like every interview is like the same with him and like I say the passion doesn't come across to us so is it going to come across to the players 
Well, that's the question, isn't it? I mean, if we if we feel inspired as individuals, surely footballers would as well. But if we're sitting here thinking, yeah, well done for stating the obvious, mate, then the players who I mean, are with him every single day we, must be the same. We get frustrated listening to a five, ten minute interview from him. Players got to listen to that every single day. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'm, just, but I'm, I'm more talking about the fact that it's uninspiring. And let's say the players, and again, we've said it before, but they've got used to something like the complete opposite throughout the season and then they're getting the opposite now so keep the comments uh, coming in on the live feed if you listen to the audio version of this I would say where were you Thursday 6.30ish but it's Sunday just got about what 20 past 5ish something like that yeah. we decided to do this yeah. yesterday um, but yeah we'll be back on Thursday usual time but keeping our best thing I can recommend to do is if you want to get involved with the live discussion head to facebook.com forward slash MTFC matters and hit, hit like on the Mansfield Matters page and turn on those notifications let's go through a few more of the comments plenty of them coming in um, uh, this evening, keep them coming in as well. Roger says four three three for the rest of the season. They must win at least four of these to guarantee play- a playoff place above Coventry. This is assuming they slip up with a run in. Think we are still in the hunt, but time is running out. Kevin says should have played Pierce. Stephen says thank. Let's thank County for doing us a huge favour. Win Tuesday, yeah. we're back in the yep. playoffs. I think we need four wins though. Alan says. Uh, Alan asks. Do you think Steve Evans has had a word with some of the players saying, I'll come for you in the summer? I don't know myself, but it's just a question that I want to raise. Jamie says it's a game of 90 minutes, not 45. Rick says, do you reckon Radford would sell our best players to Evans? Even if the money is right, I wouldn't go down very well with the fans. Uh, And uh, Jamie says, uh, do you think Radford has a clause in Flickcross contract? If they don't go up, Flickcross will go at the end of the season. Um... Rick says, I was thinking that earlier. Uh, Shelley says, uh, Flickcroft is struggling. His assistant isn't great either. Maybe uh, Radford has said, we will discuss your future at the end of the season. Uh, Chris says he said that, talking about the interview, he said that quite a lot uh, as fans, we want to hear positive speak and to show it from from the get-go in games. And uh, Terry says, Evans obviously can't be trusted, so anything could happen. Now let's address the the Evans thing, because I I think manager moves to other clubs league higher straight away you're going to think right our oh, best players are going to go with him aren't you so mm. that's I, I natural to don't. assume but <laughs> but what I, you know because how it all happened with first of all people are making the approach incorrectly so going behind the club's back where we, I thought we actually established a bit of a relationship with Peterborough this is Barry Fry we're talking about well exactly <laughs> but I and then obviously Stevens going there and Stevens being the man he is I don't think we would reluctantly sell to Peterborough. I think the only problem will be is us trying to tie down those players who aren't in contract. If he is tapping them up, um, they may not want to sign with us, you know, extend their contracts, and then they'll swoop in and get a free. But I don't think we'd want to sell to them because I just think John Radford will, and, and Karen will feel that they've been stabbed in the back that well, they just won't want to do business with them. That's my personal... I, I, well, I hope that. And that's just what I think. That's how I feel about it, really. But I guess you just never know do you in football. No. It's an, in, it's an interesting one. I mean, you know, you do hear stories of ex-managers yeah. getting on the phone and dropping a text, don't you, and what have you, so... I've been, I wouldn't be surprised if he hasn't. I think the only two that he would come in for would be MacDonald and Emmins. I don't think he'd come in. Well, Hemmings isn't even, even isn't even our player, is he? So. Yeah. Rose, I guess, as well. Isn't so, it? but we've tied, Rose is tied down to yeah. the deal, so it's going to so be, be just number Alan. I would sell Danny for at least five million. 
<laughs> Small change <laughs> in this division. Yeah. <laughs> Small change in this division. Um, obviously, let's talk a little bit about Ricky Miller. Then we'll hear from him in a second. We were all saying on Thursday night when we we're here, uh, and we did the snap poll for it as well that Ricky Miller should start. You all agreed with us. David Flickcroft didn't. Brought him on at half time, and then, in my opinion, completely changed the game. Deserved his goal. He showed good instincts for that to get on. Um, CJ's cut back inside and also the cross come shot for Hemmings' goal as well he looked lively he looked strong as people have already said um, you know they've got to uh, they've got to, to, to go on and he's got to go on and start on uh, on Tuesday uh, just been sidetracked by this comment from uh, Terry Angle and Miller are Pash players aren't they now uh, Lee Angle is ours Miller is on loan from Peterborough so we brought Lee Angle mm. for around £150,000 rumoured in the summer and he's got uh, a three year contract hasn't he three, three year contract sure you're right there Nate. you're alright no <laughs> let's, let's two on main, back, 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 two with main man oh, shut up uh, <laughs> <laughs> leave it out boys leave it out um, so let's talk about uh, Ricky Miller then uh, we said he should have started Sight. So, if he doesn't start on Tuesday, then you've sort of surely got to get your local psychiatrist on the phone and uh, book an appointment for Mr. <laughs> yeah. Flickcroft, haven't you? So I read my tweet. <laughs> <laughs> There's something seriously wrong if you don't start on sa- uh, on Tuesday, sorry. Because um, when he came on yesterday, he, he showed his hunger, his passion, desire, good feet, and like you say, good cross for Hemmings, uh, a good finish from CJ. Um, we were saying he's not frightened. He's not frightened to to have a go at people. He's not frightened you know, to shoot. Get in, <laughs> you know. Get in and. I'm glad you shoot. added. He's not frightened to have a go at people and then add and shoot because. <laughs> yeah, you know, he, he's not frightened to to have a run at people or. I've been impressed know. with him whenever I've seen him come on. I mean, obviously, we've all watched the videos of, of him and his goals, you know, elsewhere at other clubs. But I've I've been impressed with him. He likes to play off the front foot. He likes to drive at defenders. The only downside to his game is that he's only got one foot. He's a little bit mm. like CJ in that respect, that he can't use mm. his right foot. But he he drives and he makes passes and gets on the end. He reads. He's a very good reader mm. of the game, and because he's a little bit bulky and a little bit bolshy as well, it'll put defenders under the cost. And I think when they saw him come on at half time with Danny Rose, they thought, "Bloody hell, they're going to go for this now." Yeah, and that made them a little bit worried. And to be honest, you could probably see it in Dave Artel's face a little bit, and he'll be sort of wondering now thinking I don't know how we got out of that game with all three points yeah we did deserve at least a draw in the end didn't we let's let's be honest that second half performance with the chances we had and how close we came we deserved more Um, but on Miller you could look at this very very simply and you could look at the last few games and you could say what have we missed up front and have we got someone on the bench who can give us what we've been missing so what we miss with what you've just said, someone who's going to, you know, be a bit more positive in front of goal, actually take a few more shots, drive the player, drive the other teams, put a bit of fear into them, mm. um, you know, link up the play, which he does, you know. So that's what I mean. Have we got someone on the bench? Yes. Yeah, so why is he not <laughs> on the pitch? This is what really frustrates me. Uh, Roger in the comments says Miller should have been playing at least the f- uh, last five games back, if uh, if not more. He should have been Danny Rose, pro- um, strike partner. Um, yeah, and replacement. Replacement. That's yeah. the word I was looking for. Also about Danny Rose as well. Uh, 
Flickcroft said in that full post-match interview, which you can see on iFollow, that um, they were going to risk starting him, but he, he wasn't quite ready for the start. And after yeah. 45 minutes, you can see he was struggling a little bit yeah. as well. But so he, needed to make yeah. that, he needed to make that change. Um, Callum says, I heard Ricky Miller was being a bit of a pain at Peterborough. Do you think Evans brought him here into Mansfield? So he wasn't a problem when he arrived at Peterborough. I'm going to, for the first time, I usually agree with what Callum says, but for the first time I'm going to disagree because mm. I think... At the time, I think he was looking for a striker. Ricky Miller fit the bill, and there were two, three, four clubs in for him. Yeah. A couple at League Two, a couple at Conference, another one in League One as well. Yeah. So there's another two that's, points. That, that's yeah. adding two and two together and making about forty-eight. I think. So <laughs> and I think respect. you can also say that one Steve Evans can handle that sort of character anyway. Yeah, well, um, he's a Steve Evans player, isn't he? That yeah. he gets he works with players like that. Yeah. So. and two, it was that long ago. Obviously, the, the vacancy wasn't there at Peterborough. Obviously, they could have had an idea that he might have been going there later on, but chances are they probably didn't. So. Yeah, that would be very, very twisted if that was the, the case. Yes, would very, be, absolutely. Very, yeah. But, you know, I, that's why I, I disagree with that as well, to be honest. Uh, talking about uh, Miller as well, Terry agrees with what he says. He says, uh, definitely, he's a real threat and can make a big difference. Well, let's hear from uh, Ricky Miller then, obviously speaking after that game. Managed to get himself a goal, um, but uh, obviously the individual... Um, Accolade wasn't quite on his mind as he reflected on a 4-3 defeat. Well, we just left ourselves too much to do. Um, we could have nicked a point, could have nicked three maybe. Um, but we, we can't be giving teams a free goal-head start. We, we just can't be doing it. Um, maybe if we just scored with five minutes to go, you, you never know. But it's all lifts and butts, isn't it? Um, we we come away with no points and um, we've got to get three points or we've got to get points on uh, Tuesday. So that's gone. We're we're in tomorrow and um, roll on Tuesday. I was disappointed to um, not start, um, but it, it's one of them things. I, I'm I'm not in charge of team selection. Do you know what I mean? Um, the, the gaffer is, and you've got to respect his decision. Um, uh, but but I, I said to him, I'm, I'm there if you need me, and um, I, I come on and done my part. But we're, at the end of the day, we we got no points, so um, that's out that's out of my control. Um, I've just got to turn up tomorrow for training and um, get my head down and and uh, focus on Tuesday. Yeah, I, I need a run of games. It would be nice if I could get um, a run of games and we could get into the playoffs. But um, it, it's out of my it, it's out of my control. I just got to get into training tomorrow and um, focus on uh, getting three points on Tuesday. That's Ricky Miller speaking to iFollow after the game. If you want to watch the full interview on that, head to mansfieldtown.net forward slash iFollow. Um, delighted that he managed to get himself a goal, as we say, and even he sounded a little bit miffed as to why he didn't start Nath. But uh, as he says, you know, the players feel it in the dressing room, but the question for me, Si, is on, on the character. They, they're they all saying, yeah, we, we know we've done wrong, we know we've made a mistake, but... Again, in the tone of voice, I don't believe I don't believe they're going to pull together to do it. No, it doesn't seem that way, does it? Uh, well, they just need to prove it on the pitch. To be honest, I mean, we, we've all said that Ricky's got the ability to do it. So you know, it, like you say, it depends. It's his team selection on Tuesday night that I think will decide whether he wants us to pull together or not. To be honest. Uh, 
looking in the comments as well. Uh, final word on Ricky Miller. Uh, Shelley says Millie looks Miller look like Miller looks like he wants. It's Sunday. I can't speak. Uh, Miller looks like he wants to play for us, unlike a few others we have in the squad. Jamie asks, "Do you think we can still make the playoffs?" Your gut feeling. Uh, first of all, your gut feeling at half time yesterday. Then your gut feeling at full time, and now your gut feeling, Nath. After you have uh, slept on it, uh, three words, no more. Half time, full time. Now, oh, you're joking. I need no, to no. Explain yeah, that no, I'll get you to explain after. That's right, but, but, so, what was first? Half time. Half time. Well, no. Full time. <laughs> um. No. Now. Yes. Explain. Well, the first bit doesn't need any explaining, does it? <laughs> no, let's be honest. It doesn't, no, you're right. Full time again, no, emotions were raw. The only reason why I say yes is because County did us a favour and, and the results over the last few weeks have actually been going our way quite a lot. So other teams are trying to help us, we're just not helping ourselves. So I said this on uh, Thursday, I said if we lose on Saturday, then I'm going to say no, if we win, then yes. Well, obviously we lost and I'm not changing my mind but like I said it's just, just purely down to the other results so again I'm going to say the same because we, we're not going to keep getting the results that go our way so if we lose on Tuesday because that's our game in hand as well over some teams then I think you can forget it Simon what about you your initial thought half time then full time then now is it similar to Nathan's or yeah yeah I would say so it would be now at half time and then it, at full time it was you know, it, it was one of those. If Danny Rose had scored that header, them two headers, mm. you know, if if it had, that one had just dropped under the bar, you know, if we play like that for ninety minutes, you know, against Stevenage, then I know I know we've sat here and said that against Accrington, and then. You know, it's getting a bit boring. Yeah. Like, oh, we might on, as well boys. just replay our podcast. <laughs> you know, if we play like we did, if we play like we did against insert team here, yeah, <laughs> Stevenage, Chesterfield, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Edit, edit them in exactly. Oh, you know, man. then yeah, I don't see why we can't do it. You know, but we just need that look in front of goal. I know you need to make your own look, and you know. It needs to come to you, you know. But I, I just felt sometimes when the ball dropped in the box, it just kind of dropped to them instead of like dropping to us. And then, like in the opposition box, it dropped to them instead of dropping to us again. You know, I think we're just lacking that little bit of luck in front of goal. But that doesn't excuse the fact the way we played the first 45 minutes yesterday. Because we were woeful. Yeah. <laughs> my answer to, to the, my own question would be no, no, and ask me on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Ellis in the Pretty comments. Pretty I have uh, one word answers for all three questions. All right, pedantic. Ask me on Tuesday for a few more. Go on, come on. Oh, pedantic. And then when it gets to Tuesday, when it gets to Thursday night, like, ask me again on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, Dave in the comments says, is Flickcroft good enough for us? And I apologise for this at the start of the show about the poll, and you guys made me feel a little bit better about that, so I appreciate that. Um, like I said yesterday, like I posted yesterday, I'll read... What, I'm going to read what I posted yesterday and, and take it from there. After the game, at 6.52 last night, so less than an hour pretty much after full time, um, 
I posted on this page, it'd be easy to sit here and rant right now after one of the worst capitulations I've witnessed. It'd be easy to sit here in front of the camera and just vent, such as the emotion of football. But we are going to address today's events in a special podcast tomorrow at five. That's now. Uh, we ish. Uh, ish. Uh, I didn't Maybe. add the ish actually. Oh. I, just, I know. I went. You can for, tell he was emotional. I know. I didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't throw the jokes. So it's shocking. Right. I know. Um, added personally, I dislike drowning in the emotion of the match. However, for tomorrow's show, we want to know your views. Should Flickcroft walk slash be sacked for the sake of our future? Or has the damage already been done? 61% of you said yes, it's time to go. 39% said no, the damage is already done. In the comments of that particular post, um, Chris says yes, he should go. Um, bring, in, bring in Dempster. Shelley says... Um, uh, Shelley... Um, Nigel said, it's over for this season. Can't see us taking much out from the Chelsea game. Best he went now, because if not, it's not going to happen under his management, in my opinion. Shelley says, when the fans are telling him which subs he needs to use, slightly worrying. Diamond, very poor today, looked injured. Pierce, better, better man, also injured. Radford's on holiday. Daryl says, Radford's panic and panicked and chose the wrong man. Uh, Terry added... There are the same players. These are the same players that thrashed Newport and have played quality football for most of the season. Maybe they felt let down by Evans because let's face it, they can't. Uh, they came here to play for him, but MTFC pay the wages and the players should give a hundred percent in return. A change of management at this point of the season won't achieve anything. Five games to go and anything can happen. Now, same again. I'm going to ask you first, Simon. If you'd have voted on that poll last night after full time, would you, what, 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 was your, what, what was your what was your answer last night then, and what is your answer uh, now? No, because damage has already been done. And you and you're still on that. Track, yeah. you're still on that now. Yeah. Nathan, what about yourself? Mm, yes. You want to, you want damage is done, but we've still got we've still got a chance of getting into the playoffs. And, so uh, you think it's done, but we've got enough time to try and turn it around with a with a bloody yeah. miracle. Well. Not with a miracle, with somebody... Ricky Miller the Messiah. With a, yeah, with, with, <laughs> with, 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 with some changes, with a bit of passion, we've still got... I, I still think there's enough in this team to get into the playoffs. They've, they've shown it throughout the season, so why not? But under this management... Management? Yeah, under this manager, I'm not so sure. Uh, in the comments, Jack says, Just join the stream and I strongly want Flickcroft to go. His form at the club is atrocious. I heard rumours about his training tactics uh, are all wrong. Apparently, he had never done a fitness session before, which is shocking in my opinion. Uh, like him personally, like, you know, doing doing a fitness session, running himself, or like... Well, yeah, or if you want to elaborate on that, yeah, then, <laughs> then, 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 then do. Uh, Chris says, um, if that's the case uh, of the dressing room not playing for the manager, then the players should play for the clubs and the fans. Andy says he wants uh, Flickcroft to go. Um, Rick says, if we play like we did second half in 90 minutes every game, 100% we'll make the playoffs. Um, Dave says McDonald's definitely going to Peter he doesn't want to play for us um, Terry says Carolyn should be the manager uh, things would then happen um, Callum says we've got to win against Stevenage we are extremely lucky that the teams below us didn't win or we'd be a lot worse off no win on Tuesday is no playoffs in my opinion um, Roger says I thought the second half performance was very good just do that from the first to the 90th minute let's continue to talk about Flickcroft uh, for a second um, for me I think like we said at the top of the show lose Tuesday and I think he's got to go I think he, I think I think that's it because I don't think he will but oh well, I don't no, th- I don't yeah. think he will but I, th- I think if we do lose if we do lose Tuesday um 
again, it says to me there's no desire and hunger to play for him in the dressing room if we don't come out. You could be playing the league leaders, you could be playing the wor- the league's bottom of the side, you could be playing the, the worst ever team of footballers compiled, or the best, or, well, no, or the best ever team. But on the back of a result like that and a show like that in the first half, as a group of footballers, you've got to come out and just give it absolutely everything on Tuesday night. And if they fail to do do that, then I would seriously question his leadership skills. Because as a manager, you've got to get them to respond to that, haven't you? Surely. And if he doesn't do that, then he's not, never going to do it in the future, well, is he? If he's we, not going to do it now, he's not going to do it in the future. We so don't why know what he's time? saying to him behind the scenes, though, do we? So he, he could be in today and he could be absolutely giving them an absolute hammering, which probably from the post-match interview is not... But you don't know what's happening, so he could be given an absolute hammering, and he'll then be, Tuesday night they could come out and not perform. I tell you what, he'll be doing. He'll be stood there now saying, "Lads, this is against my values. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, not what we do here at Mansfield Town." Miller, you're not starting Tuesday. I'm going with you, Angle. You're the best player. We're going to be big there next season. So it's going to be. There's going to be nothing. I don't know, but you're right. It's got to be a re- got to be a reaction, not otherwise. You know, but surely yeah. some of the players should take responsibility as well. They uh, should. Yeah. Stephen says in the comments, one of the comments you read out, Craig, was play quality football all season. Really, I can count on one hand the games where we played well, and that includes before Christmas. Uh, people were saying uh, the most expensive poor squad ever assembled. We've been poor for the majority of the season. It's got a good point because there are so many games I can think of under Evans, under Flickcroft, under whoever, where we've had this potential and we've had this absolute nightmare. Choking them away on a Tuesday night. Threw yeah. it away, uh, Colchester away. You know the list goes on and on and on. Yeah. Is it you know? Is it the manager? Let's put another spin. Is it the manager? Or have we got this bunch of talent who just can't dot the i's and cross the t's? Is no. is that the problem? I I disagree with it. We have had the bad games, and you, there's no excusing that. But I still stand by the fact that those ones were very early on. A lot of them, and we're still gelling. But I still don't think you can say. That run we went on around Christmas time and afterwards, you can't say that's a bad team because for so many games we lost one in like over twenty or something, wasn't it? Like that's not a bad team. Yeah, we not may have been, we might not have been playing, you know, perfect football and things like that, but we was getting results and we would we was fighting in games. So I agree, we've not been perfect throughout the season, but I don't think I think they deserve a little bit more credit than that. But even under Evans. Even when we weren't playing well, I didn't feel as though that a team would come and get four. Yeah, yeah. I, I you mean, know what I mean. It, it, we, even though we were playing really bad, I didn't feel as though we was going to lose the game. I felt like it, it, it would just end in a draw. And Nudrovic as well. When we conceded a goal, yeah. you, they were straight. The players they were head bowed for about ten seconds, and straight away it was right straight back in, boys, and, and let's get yeah. on with it and try and turn and it around. Might have taken 60, 70 minutes to try and do it, but there was a as you say, Nathan, a battle. There was a a want to battle. More of a fight. They were all just stood there and just went, yeah, yeah. Say, shoulders. There were a few games where that didn't happen. Like you say, the the Cheltenham and Colchester's, for an example. That's their ones where they were really bad. But I'm pretty sure Accrington will say they had some games where they were like that, where it just didn't go their way, and and they and you know they got battered. Whatever. Luton's the same. They've had games like that. Coventry. They've all had the same. You're never going to go out for the whole season and and every game be a good game. But 
like I say, you could have that, but a lot of times, did we ever feel like we were going to get battered? I, I can't remember a game where I thought we were going to get battered. No, it's mm. it, it's, a, it's an interesting point. Some more of the comments uh, coming in, and then we're going to take a break to have a, a little bit uh, of uh, fun and try and bring a little bit of lightness to uh, the, the proceedings with a brand new game, which I've just invented in my head, called Risk It for a Biscuit in the Space of 90 Seconds. Uh, so get your thinking caps on, boys. biscuits to each other. <laughs> that's, that's about the nature of it, yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you know, you know what's happening. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh dear. Um, let's look at some more of the comments. Um, oh, I've lost where I actually was in the comments. Um, Callum says, "I bet he's used the word galvanise at least twice today." Uh, Dave says, "We need a goal scorer plus uh, goal scorer in mid plus uh, someone in midfield." Uh, Evans somehow got us to win. Flickcroft isn't, says Stephen. Uh, Shelley says Evans had some poor games and his signings are not that great. Pair of the Player of the season is a Muzzer sign-in. Chris says 3-4-3 on Tuesday. Spencer in for Mellis. Uh, there's a person we've not spoken about, uh, Jacob Mellis, but I'm still quite infuriated by his performance, so it's probably a good thing that we're not. Um, <laughs> best midfielder, that's the most inaccurate song ever invented. <laughs> and by the way, if you threw a brick at Xander Diamond, it hurt. Um, uh, Jamie says, when Steve Evans left, we had only lost four games. Um Terry also agrees with me and says, I thought Mellis was the dog's danglies, but what has he done? Uh, Rochester, I asked a fellow supporter what he thought when Crew got the fourth. He said he didn't know what to think anymore. Jack says, just join the chat. Apologies if this has already been discussed. As much as Flickcroft has um, to take some responsibility for the recent results and more worryingly, the performances, the players need to take a look at themselves, regardless of whether they want to play for him or not. To let a season go by in a whimper with the success at their clutches starts to become shameful on their part also. All I ask is for passion and pride to wear the shirt. Can that just vanish because we don't have a bully yelling abuse at them? Where's the self-motivation to succeed? Too many been there and done it all before just here for the money. I think that's probably one of the... um, uh, that's one of the the best comments I've read so far yeah, yeah. today. Totally accurate and totally what we've been saying, but appreciate you getting involved uh, with that, Jack. Keep them coming. David says, I'll talk about bad performances. I'll chuck Crawley in there too. We had one shot, an extremely poor performance. Uh, completely agree. I about fell asleep at the Crawley game. Um, uh, Chris says Flickcroft didn't show any emotion first half but the second half he was completely different and Adam for the second time has put to get Adam back Uh, sorry Aidan has said that (laughs) are you Adam in disguise who knows but he's actually been there the last couple of games but uh, that's a funny thing actually I genuinely heard somebody behind me say this he saw Adam Murray uh, he was commentating for uh, for 103.2 uh, on Saturday again so I saw Murray and went if we lose it's Murray's fault I was like how, ridi- <laughs> how ridiculous is, is that comment football fans really are fickle uh, sometimes still to come we're going to have a quick chat about Paul Anderson and his omission from the squad and then we'll talk team selection for Tuesday with five games to go but time now for a little bit of uh, fun regular viewers of the regular podcast on Thursdays 6.13 yes we will be back this Thursday at 6.30 uh, with Ish with uh, Cam's not here to say it first. Uh, we'll, with Cam uh, as well, uh, fingers crossed. Um, well, no, we always do a bit of a feature, light heart feature, to have a bit of a laugh. Uh, the last couple of weeks or so, we've done sort of the 90-second defendant game where the guys have got something, an object to win. As it's Sunday, I've got nothing for us to actually win, but we have got on the table uh, a three-quarters eaten packet of digestives, which... Um, I'm happy to, 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 to give away, but I'd rather, I'd rather you didn't. Um, 
So we're going to play a game called the 90 second risk it for a biscuit and basically the winner out of you two uh, gets to decide which biscuits I buy for the regular podcast on Thursday and you can have a packet just for yourself. No, I never win this game, remember? I mean, this is this is the thing. You two never win this game. Yeah. Cam always usually wins. <coughs> <Cam's>, <coughs> you won first game. You did win. You did yeah, win. you sort of gave him, a, gave him one, I didn't <laughs> you? Let's be honest. I've also had no time to write any new questions. So I've gone back through all of the, the recent podcasts and I've got a massive pile of paper here of all the quizzes which we've done. There are loads of sheets here. So I'm using old questions. So you have heard... So whose memory is the best then? <laughs> before. So it is a question of memory and it's also a question of how much you want the biscuits, okay? Um, whoever wins the game will get to choose the biscuit of choice for everybody for Thursday and will also get a packet to themselves so no pressure the rules of the game are simple you are in possession I'm not going to get you to pass them across um, you've got to get the question right to put the pressure on the on the person uh, the, your opponent the person uh, who is in possession of the biscuits at the end of the 90 seconds is the loser. So the idea is to not have possession. You all know how it works. Let's play. Risk it for a biscuit in 90 seconds. Uh, to decide who goes first or second, Simon, as you correctly say, you won on uh, Thursday. So you get to choose whether you'd like to be in possession first or second. I'll be first. Okay, so we are starting with Simon. Ready, Nath? Yep. Okay, let's see how good your memories are as we play Risk It for a Biscuit in 90 seconds. Three, three, two, two, one, one, zero. Which right back departed the Sags in 2004, going on to spend a decade with Barnsley? Bobby Astor. Correct, Nathan. Which central defender was famed for his long throw and scored a dramatic eight late equaliser? Exeter Kagan. Correct. Uh, Dad Day's Morn, Simon, is an anagram of which current central defender? Dad Days in Morn is an anagram of which current central defender? Uh, you can pass it if you want, you get another question. Pass. Uh, name the first three clubs Mal Benning scored against in his debut season for the Stags. I'll take one of the three. Which former right winger from the uh, 2004-2005 season now manages Preston North Ends? Alex Neal. Correct, Nathan. Which former central midfielder was the first ever professional footballer to appear on Court Quiz Show Countdown? Neil McKenzie. Correct, Simon. I had two spells at the stage, one under David Holdsworth, the other under Paul, Paul Cox, where I won the league. I also had numerous spells with Alfreton. Who am I? Anthony Alves. Correct, uh, Nathan. Race Down Yen is an anagram of which former left winger? Race Down Yen is an anagram of which former left winger? Pass. Uh, after Billy McEwen's departure midway through our debut season in the conference, which striker was appointed George caretaker alongside Andy Moses? What's his name? Oh my god. Andy. No. Andy King. No. One. What's his name? <laughs> the answer was Mark Stallard. Mark Stallard. Simon, Who well, I thinking of, you've anyway? done it again. Well done. Um, it's always right at the end, I hate this game. So you love this game, really. You love it. Uh, Simon, your biscuit of choice, please, for, for Thursday. Oh, chocolate fingers. Chocolate fingers. Yes. No help from Nathan whatsoever. Are we talking uh, and. milk chocolate and. or white chocolate? <laughs> and. and, go on. Jammy dodges. And jammy dodges. Oh. Jammy dodges. All right, fair enough. 
you've won in Risk It for a Biscuit, so we'll leave it uh, there. Right then, let's turn our attention back to uh, this weekend before we wrap things up. Um, it has been a n- normal length podcast today as well. I wasn't expecting that. Uh, lots of you obviously getting involved today in the comments. Keep the comments coming. We're going to be talking about um, Paul Anderson and about um, Tuesday night as well. Uh, also, uh, just we were talking before we, we played the quiz about the emotion of the... Um, uh, the emotion of, of the manager. Terry says, not everyone has the emotions of, of Evans. Let's face it, he's a heart attack on legs. Um, <laughs> Stephen says, it's all about the custard creams, guys. <laughs> so you've, you've let the side right. down. Uh, too late now, you've chosen. Uh, Peter also says, if the players are looking forward to Macclesfield and Sutton when they come up, let's have them carry on. They have no ambition at all. Now, um, we spoke briefly about it before. Team selection in terms of subs bench and starting the lineup. One man was missing for me. He was missing over the Easter weekend as well. Was Paul Anderson, and I think it screams out that we're missing him, side. Si. Mm, yeah, he gives us that, you know, extra on the right. Not to say that you know the the guys that have been there haven't, but um, he just gives us that experience down the right hand side. To be honest, and you know, being I think as Mansell Matt's podcast, I think we all kind of big fans of him anyway. So. Great beard. It'd be in my team selection every week, to be honest. Nate, what about you? I mean, for me, we've missed a little bit of creativity. Obviously, Alfie Potter came in, and I was hopeful when I saw him in in the lineup, and then he was absolutely dreadful. There was no magic there. There was no uh, there was no Alfie Potter that that we know can can turn up. And I think Paul Anderson's a big loss to us at the minute. He is, and I, I don't know why he's not. At least on the bench. You can't even come out and say he's injured because unless he's picked up an injury post reserves because he's been playing in the reserves and playing yeah. well as well. So that means there's obviously some other reason behind it, and I, I can't quite, you know, fathom what it'll be because, uh, to me, Paul Anderson comes across as a real professional. I don't, I can't see him being one that would, be, not be involved due to something he's said or done or acted or anything like that. I don't, I just don't see him as that one of those sort of players. So. What there's, there's some sort of reason behind why he's not in the in the squad, and for me, it's going to be the wrong reason because, like you say, it's not just what he offers on the pitch. It's, I think, it's just his his personality as well. You know, his, like I say, his experience, and sometimes maybe that's what we needed when we, uh, you know, was conceding all those goals on, uh, well, yesterday. It's just that experienced head to sort of get the squad together, really. And, Start moving in the right direction. Yeah, they looks a little. They do look a little bit loose cannon at the minute. They sort of the eyes are going a little bit, and they look a little bit lost. Whereas Anderson's got that experience; he's mm. been up there at a higher level. The the changing manager thing won't. I think it. It's fair to say that it will have affected some players, especially the younger ones and those who are easily influenced. But for a player like Paul Anderson, you know, he's an experienced pro, and if you look at the ages of some of the other players in, in the squad, it's a relatively young young squad that we've got and we need those older more experienced characters to come in and, 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 and to make the mark because we've said that Murray's players are probably better than what Evans' players are but of the Evans players that come in Anderson's one of the shining lights uh, for me yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd agree yeah I would agree with that too to be honest let's look at finally the lineup for uh, tomorrow night uh, 
just before we do, uh, Roger says, I agree, Anderson is a vital player at right back or down the right wing. Maybe him and Hayden can work some sort of magic down the right hand side. Uh, certainly uh, missed a little bit of that. And they, they do link up well a little bit because Anderson's got that. Hayden White, you know, I, I hold my hands up and you know I'm not, I'm not a massive fan of Hayden White. But I will say this, and I said this yesterday um, at the game, since Flickcroft's come in, actually one of the players who has improved his performances is Hayden White. Yeah. But he still wonders and still gets a little bit lost so and having Anderson there for me to drag him back in would you know to, to cover for him especially yesterday when they scored from that side as well um, would be a key thing but let's talk team selection five games to go as we've said we've got to go to Stevenage tomorrow night for me Flickcross personally tom- not tomorrow night if it's tomorrow night then oh, we're yeah. really uh, Tuesday I, I night, thought it was sorry. tomorrow night then. <laughs> I know uh, it's Sunday I'm all over the place <laughs> on Sunday I'm usually asleep by this time I know, I'm an old man I'm usually sleeping in an armchair um, for me we've got to go to Stevenage on Tuesday and show absolutely no mercy whatsoever and I personally think we need to start 3-4-3 three, three, uh, keep possession and not let them and not take our foot off the gas for me my team selection would be, and I'm going to be controversial, and I know a lot of people are going to disagree. I'd start a Lesnick, and I, I know a lot of people disagree. I thought Logan could have done a lot better uh, on Saturday with a couple with a couple of the goals. He's not been as keen to come off his line as he has in recent weeks, and he's lost a bit of his mouth. He's gone he's gone quiet, and we need somebody who can boss the defence about a little bit and. Shaked up with a Lesnick wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. Anyway, uh, my um, lineup would be a Lesnick, uh, Pierce, Digby, Bennett, uh, Bennett, um, midfield four of Anderson, um, McDonald. This is where Cam would disagree. I'd give Byron Byron a, sh- a shot back in there, uh, and on the left hand side, no matter where he is, um, no matter what he's done, I think Penny deserves a bit of a bit of a gamble if not him then CJ up front Miller Rose Hemmings with uh, Spencer back on the bench my bench would obviously be be Logan I'd have Spencer in there I'd have I might have Jack Thomas in there to be fair and that's that might surprise a few few people I don't think Adam King's good enough to come in and, and make a, an impact He's, he didn't show it in the early days under under Flickcroft I know he was back in the the side the fold uh, yesterday but I don't uh, Particularly think, uh, I don't particularly think he, he's got that um, that ability to, to do that for me. But Jack Thomas, local lad, knows what it means. Do you know? Do you know what? Mm. See where I'm getting at. I'd have players like that, players who, who want it, and just go for, for for the juggler. What about what about you guys? What would you you sort of go for on Tuesday? Would you go three four three, or would you stick with I'd the four four go two or four three three? To be honest, um, I would go. I keep with Logan in goal. I'd Anderson, right by Digby and Pierce in the middle with Hunt on the left and then I'd have CJ it's hard to say about the midfield because Mac has not been playing that great Mellis is not that great Byram's not an attacking midfielder so perhaps Atkinson and then perhaps MacDonald on the right and then have Miller, Emmings and Rose up front. 
Nath, what about you? Is there any player <coughs> of the entire squad, obviously excluding Mel Benning, who was obviously suspended uh, for, for Tuesday night's game, which would mean he'd be back in for the Chesterfield game, and I think mm. he'll be straight back in uh, in that, but uh, who would be in for you? I'd, I'd still have Logan in goal. Um, I just think he was too exposed. Uh, yesterday he was let down by his back four but, but, but he I'm has not, made some mistakes don't get me wrong I'm, well, not putting, so. I'm not heaping the blame yeah, yeah, on no. him at all I just think a change is as good as a rest yeah, I'll maybe. try anything Maybe literally yeah. I'm a superstitious <laughs> man I went, I went a different way around Mansfield to try and get there I wore a different coat and everything I've, I've tried <laughs> I know. I've we all have I think um, I think by the Chesterfield game I'm going to be going with no clothes on to fairness because I've, I've, I've run out of options but um, I know we're close but I don't want to see that and we're sat oh, next to each other at Chesterfield well, so well, I don't well, want well, to well, well, that's fine yeah I won't maybe we'll see um, <laughs> but no um, I don't think Rose is going to be fit enough to start to be honest so um, I would I, I would actually put him on the bench because I think if he's not fully fit we need someone who can come on and change it if it starts going wrong again which the way we sometimes go out it very easily could do so I'd have him on the bench to come on and make that impact because I don't think I like Spencer but I don't think he's a massive impact player I think he goes on to do a job and he does a job well but he's not someone you put on for, when you're desperate for a goal so I'd start with Miller and uh, Hemmings up front um, I'd go with Macca just behind him uh, like I say he's not been performing that well but I'd put him back in that position where he has played very very well under us um, I'll probably throw Anderson back into the team midfield I, I think I hit him while doing well so I'll keep him at right back um, it's just the Mellis situation would, would I, I don't know if I'd keep him, him in or as far as I'm concerned after, out, his, after his performance against Crew on Saturday I never want to see him in a match it's one game again, though isn't it it's one it's game, game you could say that about a lot of players but he's, he's, he's you know he, Flickcroft knows him and he's played with him twice before but I'd, you could say that about anyone could yeah, you on Saturday yeah. and that's the frustrating thing I'd, I probably would throw Digby in as you say and I would at least put Penny on the bench because I still think it's, it's, it's a bit daft to say that when he hasn't played much especially in the first team or in the reserve that much so it's the set piece issue, fit. isn't it? Yeah, this is yeah, it's exactly what I said on a, um, a post the other day. I said, at least have him on and give him a go. I think you can risk at least one player like that who you play. It's a bit of a gamble, isn't it? It might come off, and he might be able to put some balls in the box. He might. We don't know because we haven't seen enough of him. And I think there's not. We might as well give someone a go like that and change it. Uh, in the comments, uh, Roger says, get Malbelli back in ASCP, as we say, suspended for Tuesday, but we will be back uh, against Chesterfield. Stephen says, I'd stick with 4-4-2, maybe change it to 4-3-3 later if needed. Callum says, couldn't agree more about Jack Thomas. Born in Mansfield and will do anything to get himself in a starting place. Would like to see Digby in as well. Don't know where he or any of the other players of this... Don't know where he or any of the other players disappeared to yesterday on the bench. Jack says Anderson offers every, Anderson offers the experienced head, slows down the game and makes time on the ball. We miss the type of player in the middle of the park. We have all we have had all season. Sadly, McDonald is uh, is positionally suspect in the middle and not disciplined enough to hold his position. I drop him this week just to take him out of the equation and hopefully help him rediscover his form. Mellis is a proper luxury player. Uh, Stephen says in terms of his lineup, um, Logan White, Bennett, Pierce, Hunt, Anderson, Thomas, Macker, CJ, Hemmings and Miller. And Roger says, could Hayden White play right wing as he's got the pace Anderson at right back? Maybe switch the two mm. uh, about uh, during the game, which is uh, certainly a good 
good point. But let's uh, finally nail our colours to the mast then. Um, let's have a look at this. We were all frustrated, and it comes back to the snap poll once again. Um, we were all frustrated with Flickcroft. We're disappointed because we've not managed to win yet, and we've gone from that team, as you said, Nathan, of challenging for an automatic promotion place to struggling to cling on to a hope of the final playoff place. The question is this. First and foremost, one word answer, regardless of his tactics, regardless of his selection, regardless of anything to do with that, one word answer from you both. Are we behind him as manager of Mansfield Town Football Club? Nathan? Well, yeah. yeah. He's a current manager, so yeah. You have to be. The question is then asked, is Tuesday, in terms of our future, the belief of him, the belief of the players in him, is Tuesday a must-win game for him to save his job? going forward and to give us as supporters the belief in him as a manager Simon yes Nathan yep not hearing on the, the edge of caution on that at all are we no, no. I, I agree it's, 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 it's do or die Tuesday now it's do or die for many reasons do I back David Flickcroft as manager of Mansfield Town Football Club at half time yesterday I'd have driven him out of town myself but for some for whatever he said, whatever he did, we fought back in the second half and we fought back in after the Forest Green game with performances against Accrington and Luton. There's something there, there's something a little bit deeper um, which I can't put my finger on. Do I back him? 100% I back him. Has he got to get it right Tuesday or we start to worry? 100% he has because after Tuesday we're going to a local derby and I, as a supporter of God knows how many years and God knows how many miles and seasons and how much money we've spent following this club, do not want to go against our, into a game against our local rivals, regardless of the fact that they're propping up the rest of the Football League, having not won under David Flickcroft, because that belief is, is bursting, isn't it? It's draining away. Although, saying that, looking at Chessfield's, uh, how they've been doing lately, they lose to Grimsby, who hadn't won in 20, they lost to Port Vale, who hadn't won all season, and they had 10 men, so maybe, if we lose uh, Saturday, that might that might be the uh, only sort of trend that, you know, we might get his first win, which... Uh, wouldn't would be, be a bad one to get your first nice, win. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, would you really well. want to go into Saturday, having, at the bare minimum, only got a point on oh, Tuesday night? Absolutely not, no, no. but... I also I don't even if we win Tuesday I I couldn't bear to lose to them as well so lose to Saturday, lose on Saturday so as I see it it's as simple as this five games to go thankfully Notts County did us a bit of a favour and obviously we're still somehow in the hunt two points outside of the playoffs with basically our destiny in our hands yes we've fallen from grace we've gone from a side who could have been an automatic promotion contender to a side clinging on to the playoffs but no matter what is going off in that dressing room no matter the selection or whatever just go out on Tuesday and just bloody win because it's got to end at some point and we can't play ever categorically ever and I know I'm saying this I'm addressing this to the players now because we know some of them listen to this and we know it gets back to them I'm saying this to you we cannot ever play like we did in that first half again too easy, too simple, and nobody nobody gave a shit, did they? And I'm sorry for swearing, but no, nobody cared at all about that. And then you fought back. 
play like that for 90 minutes and we'll we'll get there and we'll get into the playoffs. We as supporters are behind you 110%. Social media after a game has changed football for me. A decade or so ago, we wouldn't probably take take to social media as much as what we do now. But now we dare, it's instant and we do. Mm. And a lot of frustration is therefore put on social media. Players then read that and then it becomes a negative minefield. But regardless of reading that, as supporters, we're always going to back you simply because you play for Mansfield Town Football Club. That's, I'd be fair in saying that, wouldn't I? Yeah. So please, we are frust- we get frustrated like you do. We get angry, we get disappointed and we say things that sometimes we might regret. But above all else, we support you and we back, back you to succeed. So do us a favour. We're saying... we're telling you that we're behind you go and give us something to cheer about because we don't want to be sat here on Thursday otherwise it might as well be called it, it, it might as well be called the Mansfield Doesn't Matter Anymore podcast please go and give us three points prediction time boys we said this um, Thursday night going into the crew game it was a must win game this is a must 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 win game now your your prediction in bold underline yeah yeah <laughs> Italics, all sorts. Capitals, size 14 in impact. Yeah. Um, I really don't know. This is so hard to, to call. Knowing football, it could end up being the worst, most boring nil-nil ever, but we've got to win, so... <laughs> it could go either way. And we're going to be pushing, and I think I think Stevenage will score. That's one thing I'm almost sure about. But are we going to outscore them? It depends on the selection, team selection, and how they come out. I think. Simon. Yeah, I, I second Nathan. Upon team selection, I put my neck on the line and say we'll break the duck and win two-one. It all depends on the team selection for me. I'm going to end on these two comments uh, on our Facebook page. Before I do, I just want to thank every single one of you for getting involved uh, today. Obviously, a bit of an impromptu uh, one which we planned, but it's gone down uh, rather well. So who knows, on Sundays we might pop up uh, again in the future. That's if uh, I'm out of my chair and I'm not napping on a, sun- on a Sunday afternoon. Uh, Roger says, I know a lot of people are against him, but I think given a little more time because of the second half performance, it could come good. And Callum says, like I said before, no win on Tuesday and Flickcroft has to leave for the sake of Mansfield Town. Thanks for the awesome bonus podcast, uh, as usual, lads. Um, right. That is it for us on this Sunday evening. Thank you very much to all of you for joining us. Cam will be back with us on Thursday, 6.30. Ish. Ish. Uh, for the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Well, Mansfield always matters. We're sitting here on a Sunday evening because after yesterday's game, we felt so angered and so disappointed because that ultimately is why we're all football fans. The emotion of the game... Cheers, Simon. Uh, is uh, the emotion of the game is always something which takes over, which is why I nearly forgot oddballs. I asked you at the start of the show. Uh, I gave you uh, four. Four to four. 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 Uh, I gave you four names at the start of the show. All were connected to the Stags and Stevenage, but which one was the oddball? Um, Chris Beardsley, Michael Broff, Luke Jones, and Gavin Huron. Nathan, any ideas? No. Simon? No. Uh, the oddball was Gavin Horan. Didn't play for Stevenage, but did score for Stags against Stevenage when we were in the conference. So there you go. Well done if you worked it out. On to Tuesday night, a trip to Stevenage. Can the Stags make it back with all three points? And will we be sat here on Thursday evening in even more of a disappointed 
frame of mind than what we were <laughs> at five o'clock Ooh. yesterday on Saturday. Let's hope not. Five more games to go. Why on earth do we do this week in, week out? I'll tell you why. Mansfield always matters. That's why. See you Thursday, 6.30. Yes. Thanks for watching. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.